Welcome to the Ticket City Inside the Huddle podcast, where we take you around the world of live events. Our event experts will share their valuable insights into the world of sports, concerts, and theater. Thanks for stopping by. And now, here we go. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the Ticket City podcast. I think this is going to be our very, very first live recording that we're going to send out to the ethers. I just want to welcome you. My name is Louis Chomp. I'm with my colleague, JP. Um, Welcome, everybody. And, uh, you know, we've really been struggling, our sports fans and concert fans, for the last four months. No live events to attend. Nothing on on TV that's live. So I thought today with JP that we would share some of our favorite moments of attending live events. And so our first topic was the very first sporting event or concert we went to. I'll start first. I was living in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. It was about 1974. I was 10. I had a little brother that was nine and another one that was seven. And my dad packed us all with his dad and then my dad's brother. So there was uh, six of us. We piled into the VW bus and we drove on over to downtown Philadelphia to watch the Philadelphia Phillies play the New York Mets. We were so excited. We uh, got in the vehicle, took off. We get to the stadium and the tickets were 50 cents each. And the stadium was so big. Our seats were in the yellow seats, which were at the tippity top. And we went all the way up to the top. My brother and I were so scared that we were going to fall out of our seats and die that most of the game we were under the seats just hiding you know because we'd never been that high anyway so what a great game I don't remember what happened I think the Phillies won back in those years the Phillies had Steve Carlton Mike Schmidt Greg Lewinsky Larry Boa and every player was either short or skinny or fat or tall there was no like buffed up Alex Rodriguez there was no steroided out Barry Bonds yet it was just you know regular old athletes. Uh, I don't think in my history of watching the Phillies, Larry Boa, who was the shortstop, ever hit one over the fence. Anyway, so before we went into the game, my grandpa pulls out this little red ball. You know, he got it from the gas station. He's like, hey, let's put this on the antenna so when we get out of the game, we'll be able to find our vehicle real easy. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And we put it on the antenna. After the game, we're walking out. No one really remembered what section we parked our car my grandpa jumbo he's like hey just look for the red ball so we started looking every single car had a red ball it was kind of a funny thing you know anyway we found our vehicle we went home what a delightful time it was uh you know we ended up moving down in our seats you know a lot lower because all of us kids were just so scared it was a great time a great family event started my love affair with live sporting events so that's my story can you tell us anything about one of your first memories yeah that was a great story uh Luke that's what's great about these live events and you know when we talked about how we were going to do this I was really excited about this topic because events create memories that you're never going to forget. This story, it's kind of tough for me to talk about, but at the same time, it's a good story. Um, Just to give you a little hindsight on this, my father had actually passed away in June. And I was thinking about, you know, what was my first sporting event? And my first sporting event, my dad actually took me to a NFL game at the old Foxborough Stadium. And this was back in like 1995. It was uh, Patriots versus the Saints. And I'd gotten these tickets for my birthday. At the time, I was only like 11 years old. I'll never forget, my dad kept the tickets in like a certain 
spot so I could go take a look at them. And they had Drew Bledsoe on the ticket itself. I kept going back like every day. I was like, oh, I can't wait. And I had to wait like a month because it was on uh, December 3rd. If you haven't been there, Foxborough Stadium was this $20,000 jalopy stadium that that was a concrete nightmare. And all they had was metal benches. They didn't even have any seats or anything like that. And you could have thought that I was going to the Super Bowl that day. I was so excited. Coming from uh, Massachusetts, the easiest way to get to a sporting event is actually at Foxborough Stadium, now Gillette, going down Route 1. It was actually the closest to us because I lived on Cape Cod for a little bit. And I don't know if you've ever been to the city of Foxborough. It's so funny to see looking back that that place actually holds a stadium. It's kind of like Green Bay and all that because you're like, what is this even doing here? And, you know, we go park in the parking lot. And I remember my dad had like this Dotson that we drove in there. And, and I think it actually snowed a couple of days before we went. And once we got there, my dad says to me, he goes, listen, we're going to get a pizza when we get in there. And I said, why are we going to get a pizza? He goes, we're going to eat the pizza, of course. We're going to get two of them. We use the pizza box to sit on because it's going to be cold. Because he didn't have seats. So, you know, the Patriots lost big time in this game. I was looking up. I I didn't even know who the Saints quarterback was playing at the time. And it was Jim Everett. He was the the quarterback for them. But the funny thing about this game, looking back, the next year, the Patriots actually went to the Super Bowl and they played Green Bay in Super Bowl 31. But this was kind of towards the end of Parcells' career in New England. And looking back and look at all the team that they had. I mean, they had Ben Coates, Troy Brown, all those guys, and Curtis Martin. When I was a kid, I loved Curtis Martin. So it's definitely an experience that I'm glad my dad brought me to. And I'm never going to forget it because it's such a great moment just to go see a professional game. And this was, this was kind of the time where my dad realized, oh, he's starting to like sports. And ever since then, I've been hooked. So a lot of Red Sox games and all kinds of stuff. Matter of fact, uh, I'm on the waiting list for the Patriots and I'm still waiting to get tickets. <laughs> maybe now Brady dropped off. Well, maybe we'll get him this year. Who knows? <laughs> right. Maybe you'll get lucky. Uh, maybe some people didn't renew their season with this uh, plague that has attacked our country. I know, right? But uh, the great story. So glad that you got to spend that time with your dad and remember that, and I'm sorry for your loss. Inside the Huddle is presented by Ticket City. Since 1990, Ticket City has been your source for good tickets to top events. Visit TicketCity.com to view our whole selection of sports, concerts, and theater tickets. So the next thing we're going to talk about is concerts. I was a big rock and roll fan, still am, classic rock, and I'd been to a couple concerts at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. But the concert I want to talk to you about today was my first one in Texas. Uh, When I was 13, it was about 1979. My parents packed us all in the station wagon and moved us to Tyler, Texas from King of Prussia, PA, uh, which is just outside of Philly. I was a rebellious young man, a teenager. I was in Tyler, Texas, which was like a total hick town. I was used to being a city boy. So... I begged and begged and begged and begged. It was maybe the end of eighth or ninth grade so they could get me a ticket to go see uh, the Texas Jam, which a big concert at the Cotton Bowl. They had Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, Joan Jett, Nazareth. Remember them? Love her. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Nazareth. And then Boston Heart Blue Oyster Cult. I mean, it was a mega concert. So my parents got me the ticket and they drove me to Dallas one 
morning and dropped me off at the gate at like 10 a.m. And somehow I snuck my way all the way up to the front of the line. And back in those days, they just opened the gate and you ran as fast as you can and get up to the front. And boy, it was hot. It must have been 100 degrees there. It was probably in June. And I got there. I was crammed up right in the front. It was great. Oh, and Van Halen played and I had a little camera and I took pictures. I still have a couple of those pictures, but uh, it was so cool. I, I just couldn't believe that I was that close and I got to see Bart, then a little bit of Boston, but it was about 1030 and my parents were picking me up. So I left and it was real funny because Van Halen was just coming out and they were like this new Led Zeppelin band and everyone was going nuts. They had a song running with the devil. It's a big, big rock yeah. song. Well, when I was walking back to my car to go meet my parents, there was these two drunk guys and they were walking to the parking lot too. And they were singing running from the devil, (laughs) running from the devil. And I just had a big laugh about that. But I got to my parents. We met up. There was no cell phones back in the day. It was just like, meet here at this time, and you did it. And somehow they met me, got in the station wagon, and we drove home, and it was a really big deal. And my parents were just really cool to let me do that when I was just 14 years old. So. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. that um, who was the lead singer for Van Halen at the time? I can't think of his name. David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. That's right. Yeah, that's when, the one in his prime, he was a Amazing. Yeah, that was great. But for uh, my experience, it's uh, a little bit different. <laughs> um, I went to go to the Anger Management Tour, Volume 2, and this is what it consisted of. It was Eminem, Papa Roach, Ludacris, Exhibit, the Executioners, who were a, a DJ band that you were spinning in between, and uh, this other group that it was called Bionic Jive. And Bionic Jive, <laughs> Bionic Jive was like uh, a cross between Cypress Hill and Rage Against the Machine. They, they were Yeah. And I'll never forget because I actually bought them for a friend of mine for his birthday. And when I got them, I don't know if it was because I got a pre-sale or what, like, this was like, we're talking like early 2002. So like, I don't even know if pre-sale was a thing back then. This was like when Eminem was at his height and uh, I got this email and I went to go check it out and the tickets were like $35 and I was still in high school, which at 35 bucks. I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. It was like, I'll definitely buy these. I don't even care where we're going to sit at that point, you know, for $35. We get the tickets and everything. My friend and I go to the show and he goes, $35 seats. I can't believe, you know, uh, they don't have any listing for what the seats are. And I said, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. So we went to the you know, the usher and the guy's like, oh yeah, you're, you're over there. And I said, well, what do you mean by over there? And he goes, oh, you're in the mosh pit. Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm in the mosh pit. Okay. All right. Um, so we went over there and I couldn't believe literally everybody that was you know at the show, we were with arm's length where we could like touch these guys that were there. Mind you, I was like 17 years old at the time. So like I'm sitting there, all this stuff is happening around me. And I was like, I wish 35 year old JP could go back and relive that night. It was just insane because there was just so much that was going on and I was like, at the time I was kind of scared because that was like the first concert that I ever been to because I saw a whole bunch of stuff that I can't repeat here. But it, yeah. Was, yeah, but it was so much fun though and looking back on it, I was like, that was a great time and going to see Eminem when he just did the Eminem show. I think his CD had just come out like six months prior and just to see Exhibit and all those guys and it, it was a lot of fun. My friend and I, we still talk about it to this day. It's so much fun. Nice. Well, hey, JP, well, you're a pretty big guy right now. Were you a big young man, too? Because I know those mosh pits can get a little violent. It was, but the funny thing about it, looking back, there was actually a whole bunch
bunch of women that were actually like pushing back and forth. So at the time, I'm just like 17 year old JP's like, oh, I don't know what to do at this point. You know, being that awkward 17 year old, it's so funny to think about. It. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe I got seats for 35 dollars in the mosh pit, and I didn't even know it. You know? <laughs> wow. Well, 35 dollars. I think that Texas Jam in 1979 was 18 dollars and 50 cents. Jeez. Wow. Okay. That's insane. Like, like you said, it's a whole bunch of people that you went to go see and looking back for that price it's like oh my god i can't believe i got to see that for that price yeah thank you for all tuning in and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast all right thanks jp the inside the huddle podcast is brought to you by ticket city since 1990 ticket city has been the trusted place to buy tickets with over 1 million customers served your hosts for this episode are ticket city's own live experts jp riley and Lee chong feedback was provided by a whole bunch of good folks on our team. If you have any questions about the events we talked about in this episode or need tickets to a live event, please do not hesitate to reach out to us directly at sales at ticketcity.com. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.